Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The latest tips and equipment to improve your game. The latest from the leaderboards and your favorite courses. This is Golf in the Northwest, an action-packed hour about everything golf. Brought to you on the fan by Laurelhurst Market, more than just your family neighborhood steakhouse. Now with award-winning PGA professional Harold Bluestein, here's your host, Jason Swigard. And a fine good morning to you all as we uh, flip the calendar to August. The heat uh, showing up finally this summer. Hopefully that means uh, your drives are getting a little extra run out at uh, most of the courses you're playing. Boy, my body is kind of moving real supple. You know, like I'm 30 again. Languid? I've been liquid and languid, whatever that all means. The uh, I'm just a big sack of whatever. But I can move. Mark uh, that, please, Will. Yes. I, I need less ibuprofen uh, to get around. There you go. Uh, it feels good. I know the first cold snap we get, I'm going to stiffen right up <laughs> like a bag of cement. But uh, for the time being, uh, it's been nice. It's nice to get out. Yep. Sunshine. Play a lot of golf. Drink a lot of water. Have and a drink a lot of water out there. Uh, save the uh, save the uh, leaded libations for the 19th hole. Uh Welcome back, Will. Hopefully you've been enjoying some summer vacation. Well earned, So, uh, but glad to have you back. Thank you. I can't see him way over there. Yeah, see, I know. Because he's, he's... you're too short. Yeah, no, no, no. This is like lean to, the, lean to your right, I'll lean to my left. So, yep, Will enjoyed a little summer vacation, but uh, he'll be back. Special edition of Center Insane is uh, Ryan Buckley sitting in the, uh, the host chair. So that will be fun coming up following us at 9. We have a lot to get to in the next hour. All the major tours are back. The Champions Tour is back. The ladies uh, are back playing. So we have a lot of golf uh, to discuss. Uh, Mark Keating, the head pro out at the OGA course down at Woodburn, going to join us at 830 in the tip segment. And then uh, very pleased to be having uh, join us at 845, Scott Harrington, uh, proud Portland native on his uh, PGA rookie season. It was just about a year ago. I was standing next to him uh, out at Pumpkin Ridge uh, after he had finally, after so many years, qualified. He finished a second at the Winco last year to secure for the very first time his PGA Tour card. Hasn't been the rookie season I think he imagined. Got off to a great start with a, a tie for second at the Houston Open, but uh, but then COVID came, things were suspended. He's trying to get back in the swing, So, uh, but he's off this week, so he was kind enough to uh, say, yeah, I'll come on and uh, join us at 845, so we'll see how he's doing, how his family's doing, and uh, he's in position to keep his tour card, which is probably the most important thing for him right now. Absolutely. I think it's really unfortunate the door opened yeah. and then it closed and, and so you, you get all excited about a your career advancing and then this uh, pandemic comes along and and it just throws a wrench in the whole thing what it uh 
what it does is it makes the weak quit and the strong continue to to uh, work at it and to survive. Well, there's no bigger grinder out there than Scott Arrington. All the years that he stuck with it on the Corn Ferry Tour to to finally get to this point and everything that he and his family have overcome. Uh, in their lives as well. So we're very pleased to catch up with him at 845. So without further ado, let's get going. Let's go inside the ropes. It's time for an insider's look at the leaderboards, the latest on all tours, plus local golf events and golf news. This is Inside the Ropes, part of Golf in the Northwest. Well, as we mentioned... All of the major tours are uh, in action back from uh, COVID hibernation, including the Champions Tour. They are at Grand Blanc, Michigan, playing Warwick Hills Golf and Country Club. Uh, that's the home of the former Buick Open on the PGA Tour. Billy Andre, Tommy Armour III, your leaders at six under par. Hey, Bernhard Longer's at the top of a leaderboard. There's yeah, a what shock. what a surprise. <laughs> Five under there. Uh, but probably more importantly, Jim Furyk. Mike Weir, KJ Choi, all making their Champions Tour debuts as they have uh, turned 50. Ernie Els uh, is in the field, and all of a sudden, you're getting another wave of uh, top uh, players that are coming on to the Champions Tour. Mike Weir uh, currently tied for sixth at four under par, so uh, it'll be interesting to see how they fill in with uh, the guys that are regulars out there. Scotty McCarron, uh, of course, the uh, reigning Charles Schwab Cup winner, Uh, out there as well he's at four under in that group yeah it's interesting that you know who's next you know we're looking at phil mickelson uh going out on the champions tour will we in a number a couple of years be looking at tiger woods i doubt he'll ever want to play in the champions tour but he might since his personality is kind of softening a little bit and he talks to people um but it's it's i think furick and we're furick and for uh, for sure is going to appreciate playing three days instead of four. And and that's that's going to be kind of a way to move into it, keep playing, keep, stay competitive, but uh, allow your body to, to recover from week to week. Yeah, and I think he'll be – he'll probably pick and choose. He'll have some favorite stops on the PGA Tour, <laughs> courses that really fit him uh, that he'll still play. He'll be back and forth. Uh, as well I don't know if and when we're going to see Phil out there on the Champions Tour quite yet he yeah. still thinks he can uh, you know hit hit bombs and play with the young guys so uh, he might want to play the U.S. Senior Open because well, I think, the U.S. Open's yeah. the the only one he doesn't have and yep. even though he, it would be a Senior Open I I know it would make him feel good uh, the Corn Ferry Tour is in Omaha Nebraska uh, they are playing the Pinnacle Bank <laughs> Championship presented by Aetna. And uh, a couple of youngsters, Cameron Young, making his Corn Ferry Tour debut. He was a Monday qualifier. Tyson Alexander has only made three cuts this season. They're your leaders at eight under par as uh, the guys on the Corn Ferry Tour. Now, there's no, you know, next week they get to uh, Pumpkin Ridge for the Winco Foods Portland Open presented by Kraft Heinz. But this year, obviously, uh, no tour cards are going to be awarded. So they're really, uh, it's, a, it's a unique experience on the Corn Ferry Tour this year because they'll more so have the ability to develop uh, their games. Uh, and as long as they stay in the top you know, 125 or whatever it is, they'll maintain status for next year. So while, yes, they very much want to make the PGA Tour, not quite as much immediate pressure or urgency to get there and and make their run. Oh, I think there's more pressure to do something now. Uh, you get a, a win, uh, two wins or something like that because things are so up in the air. Uh, they're saying we don't have many opportunities here we got to make hay while the sun shines. And I think that there's more pressure because of the mm. condensed schedule uh, as opposed to saying, well, yeah, I've got a job next year. I, these guys aren't thinking like that. They're thinking I've got a job this year and I want to make the most of it. Now, so there will be, for the guys that are top 10, uh, they will get some status for the alternate field events on the PGA Tour next year when there's right. a WGC event or against the British Open. But that's it. There will be no... Uh, 25 tour cards handed out this year. 
they're still the battlefield promotion. So if you win three times in a season on the Corn Ferry Tour, you will get automatic promotion to the PGA Tour. That is still in effect. Yeah, and there's also opportunity to play in the U.S. Open because they they have made uh, accommodations, I think, for 10. I think so, yeah. Yeah, Corn Ferry Tour players. So um, there are there's not the usual qualifying for the U.S. Uh, Open. So they have taken categories, uh, allowed people in from previous years, of course, but allowed Corn Ferry Tour players to uh, to enter the U.S. Open. The ladies are back in action playing uh, Inverness Club in Toledo, Ohio. They were excited. This is a new event, the LPGA Drive-On Championship. Excited to be able to play a course like Inverness that's uh, undergone some renovation. Did you ever play when you were out at Kent State? Did you ever play? Uh, out there in Toledo, Ohio, did you ever get to play? No, we, the, it's not called. It's not pronounced Toledo. It's Tuledo. The uh, <laughs> Tuledo, Ohio, uh, is known to many West Virginians as uh, that city up north. The uh, no, I did did not played Firestone uh, in Akron. Played at the Kent State course, uh, which has now been uh, plowed under and a new one built. But uh, no, I didn't play in Tuledo. Uh, Danielle Kang is your leader, six under par. Third or our second round is underway. There's a 54-hole tournament. Celine Boutier and Jody Ewart shot off at five under. Uh, Lydia Ko in a group with Minji Lee at three under. And uh, so, yeah, they were excited. The ladies were really excited to get to play this course and have it added to their schedule. They're expecting it to be really difficult. I think Danielle Kang was a little surprised <laughs> shooting six under in the opening round. Yeah, they are excited. And this is a good golf course. Um, they have been out for 166 days. Yeah, they shut down earlier because COVID was affecting Southeast Asia yeah. when the tour was over there in February. So they've been out longer than any of the tours. Yeah, they have. They The men were out 91 days and the ladies uh, uh, 166. Uh, interesting, Lydia Ko, I've been a fan of hers for a while. She, You think she's been around for a long time, but how old is I know, she? She's 23. 23. It's amazing. And the reason being is she's the youngest winner of an LPGA Did tournament. She, win when she was 16 or 17. Uh, she was 15. And then she's the youngest winner of a, a women's major at 18. So you, you forget that she's been out there a while. Yeah. What uh, intrigues me about Lydia, and it's rather unfortunate in a way, she's on her seventh coach in seven years. Yeah. And there's uh that can be a problem, but she's with Sean Foley now. They feel like they're getting somewhere. He's focusing a little less on the uh, on the mechanics of the golf swing and a little more on playing the game. And that is totally the opposite than uh, Mr. Fire Ant. Yeah, we'll get to him in the next segment. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we we need some room to let that breathe. Uh, two events for the PGA Tour this week. The Barracuda Championship going on out in uh, Reno. It is using the modified Stableford scoring system, so they're racking up points. And second-round leader is Kyle Stanley with 22 points. He's got a, a two-point lead over Brendan Grace, Robert Streb, Matthias Schwab. Uh, former Oregon Duck, Wyndham Clark, had a great second round. Nine birdies. One round shy of his uh, career best. Uh, first round of the uh, Waste Management Phoenix Open earlier, but that got him back into contention uh, at plus eight. But always fun up there. They've got a new course that, they've, uh, that they're going to here, uh, the Tahoe Mountain Club Old Greenwood course. So they've switched this. But the opposite field event and uh, something a little different uh, using the point system, always a lot of fun. And then the rest of the uh, top golfers, are at the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational TPC Southwind. Brendan Todd, which is one of the great comeback stories going on on the PGA Tour. No He's got a two-shot lead at 11 under ahead of Ricky Fowler. Brooks Kepka after that 8 under 62 in round one, a little more difficult to one over 71. He is four back, tied with uh, Ben Ahn and Ches Reavy at seven under. But Brendan Todd, if you don't know, uh, he has uh, lost it a couple of different times on the tour and found a way back. Two-time winner earlier this year and uh, looking to become the first three-time winner on tour in 2019-2020. Uh, you know, it's amazing and, and good for Brendan Todd because uh, he went back to work. Uh, he, he had the yips, uh, and, uh, and it was in his full swing. He, he could hit nothing but dead right. 
uh, you two could have been distant cousins. No kidding. And uh, but he went back to work on it. Uh, he really dropping to two thousandth in the world rankings. I didn't think they counted that high, uh, but he's come back. Yeah, this uh, is a guy that was in consideration for Ryder Cup, uh, a Ryder Cup around 2014, 2015. Right, and then he dropped off the face of the earth. And then he dropped the off earth. the face of the earth. Yeah, it's amazing. I give him a lot of credit for the comeback. Um, and then you look at other players. Um, well, we're saying, Brendan Todd, you've got also um, Webb Simpson. Two guys yep. who are really playing winner, the best Michael golf. Thompson. Yes, exactly. Seven years between uh, victories, and uh, he just came back. He won the 3M. Uh, did it in impressive fashion down the stretch. There was a, it was one of those uh, shootout sort of finishes. Guys mm -hmm. making birdies all over the place. He had a little lead, and he never really uh, gave it up. He just persevered on through. So congratulations. Just some great stories of guys coming back, um, and yeah. and it's. Yeah, it was his first win since 2013. Yeah. So it really good stuff out of Michael Thompson. Very steady. I watched a lot of it. His swing is really quite good. And you, you can't imagine that a player with that good a swing is actually going to uh, lose it. And yet uh, golf is so difficult that it happens. The players lose it. it uh, those that are tough persevere and they come back and work on it. Um you know, 2,702 days uh, since your last uh, and your lone tour title is a long time to wait, uh, to wait, and it takes a lot of perseverance. But congratulations to him. He's earned his way into the U.S. Open along with Adam Long, who yes. came in second. And uh, Brendan Todd, it should be noted, his two previous PGA Tour victories both came when he held a 36-hole lead. So. He's a good front runner. We'll see oh, if he can awesome. keep it together. Uh, Ricky Fowler, uh, amazing as this may seem, has never won a WGC event. So uh, he's two back. If he can keep the putter hot uh, and stay out of the water, uh, he uh, will be in contention to get his first WGC victory. Okay, when we come back, we are going to discuss uh, Bryson DeChambeau, who is uh, quickly understanding what being, the being in the spotlight is all about. As uh, we get going here, it's Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Jason Swigard, Harold Bluestein, back with you. 818 this morning. Mark Keating, the head pro down at the uh, OGA course in Woodburn, going to join us at 830 in our tip segment. And then Scott Harrington, PGA Tour rookie, Portland native, uh, going to join us at 845. We'll find out uh, how he's been uh, keeping it together in his rookie season uh, through all the uh, COVID shutdown and uh, looking for a big finish from him. It looks like he's going to uh, get a spot in the FedEx Cup playoffs. So what he's working on and uh, how he hopes to finish things up. But uh, we wanted to get to Bryson DeChambeau, who once again, uh, not uh, putting himself in the best light, had an incident over fire ants. This is two weeks in a row. <laughs> It's just, yeah. you know, and now you're starting to see more and more side comments, anecdotal evidence about guys on tour saying, yeah, Bryson's always looking to, you know, tweak the rules or leverage the rules to get a better lie or relief or those sorts of things. And you got to wonder, this is somebody who is a, he's a rocket scientist, basically. I mean, his you know, what he studied and his understanding and, and all the unique things and a different approach, a very scientific approach to the game uh, has allowed him to develop talents to be among the top players in the world. But he's not prepared to be in the spotlight and to fully understand what it means to be one of the best players in the world. Talk to Phil, talk to Tiger about being in the spotlight. He is very, very uncomfortable, and if he wants to maintain it, he's going to have to figure something out. Yeah, he really is, and you can't just talk and expect people to listen. After a while, they just stop listening, yep. and they just put you uh, in the category of being an idiot or 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 just a, a glory hound. Uh, I've got to ask you, though, uh, when you look at a player, in regardless of the sport, you look at personality – uh, is personality more important to you than their than their athletic skill? Where, where how do you prioritize it? Uh, no, you have to. In sports, everything is based on your performance. That's where it starts from. No, I mean, but personally, when you say you don't like Sergio Garcia or Ian Poulter or or 
Bryson DeChambeau. Do you do you say it's you don't like him because of the personality? Do you, do you put that above what that you see their performance? I can or? separate the two. I can appreciate their talents. I can appreciate their skill um, without necessarily subscribing to the way they go about doing it. So, and I could got to tell you, I I look at personality. It's important to me because uh, uh, every sport has a certain integrity about it, and every player should treat his yes. his or her sport with um, and that's even respect. more so in golf. Absolutely. Well, but I think in every sport, there's you have to treat the, your sport with respect and your fellow players with respect, and I think it becomes a problem for those who. Um, who think they're bigger than the sport, um, it becomes a problem for me to root for them. Uh, you know, Bryson DuChambeau hits one dead right out of bounds. You know, I'm I'm kind of happy about it. Uh, anyone else, I said, oh, that's too bad. But uh, I see him doing it. I'm going, oh, that's great. Hit another one. Yeah. At least Patrick Reed, Patrick Reed kind of steers into it. He'll, he's got a way of accepting it. Yeah. Recognizing it. Bryson doesn't recognize it yet. He's he's trying to avoid it. He's in with cameramen. He doesn't want him, you know, worried about his brand and that sort of thing. Look, if you're going to be an Eddie Haskell type, then just own it. I think Patrick Reed owns it. Yeah. Which is kind of why secretly I kind of like it. And especially if it comes down to Ryder Cup time. He's the sort of guy you want, you know, as long as it's not disruptive to the room with yeah. the other players. If right. the other players understand and accept accept them and he finds a way to to coexist with them i think bryson's gonna have a problem with that well going they, forward because he's definitely going to be on more Ryder cup teams oh absolutely and his buddy brooks kepka you know these brooks two is awesome i and i they got a room brooks together was misunderstood because he wasn't he didn't seek out the limelight he's a pretty soft-spoken guy he doesn't let you in too much but um but he's I, he's a little surly. I saw he's surly. It's great. Yeah. It's wisecracks. Yeah. I think more people can identify with him. He comes at it more from an athlete. You know what we say as a team sport, a football guy or a basketball guy. Yeah. I don't think he takes himself too seriously. He takes his golf seriously, but he doesn't take himself too seriously. Um, and so I think he's more identifiable. And especially now without crowds and the mics can get in and pick up more of those little comments that he and his caddy make, he's doing himself a big favor. Now, you hope he said he's probably going to have to have knee surgery. That knee's still bugging him. Yeah, that's too uh, bad. Which is too bad. And you wonder uh, how that's going to affect going forward. But um, I think he's getting – and it takes a while for these – they don't understand the spotlight that going from being a top 50 player to being a top two or three player in the world is. Yeah. Um and I would hope that if they reach out to Phil or Tiger or those guys to say it went from, you know, a couple of cameras and a couple of questions and microphones to a horde of people, camera following me. How did you deal with this? Uh, man, and I think Rory's a bit more used to it, too. It bugged him at first, and he's figured out how to deal with it. Justin Thomas is having a little trouble yeah. right now. Uh, he dropped a nice F-bomb. Uh well, he's wound tight. I don't think that is as much. He's going to do that regardless. Tiger did that regardless. Yeah, and, and you know, it doesn't really bother me because uh, we've all been there. Yeah. Uh, where you miss a putt you shouldn't. You you know, you drop an F-bomb or you say something that, that you really don't normally say or actually maybe you do normally say, uh, so it's not such a big deal. But I think the idea of trying to one-up your – opponents through a rules situation yeah. I think is is uh, unforgivable I that's him Bryson DuChambeau bending down close to the dirt saying look there's a fire errant there is absolutely absurd and I well, that it holds everything up right uh he, you know people who and I wonder if the the other players are when they're paired with him or start thinking oh god what's now I got to be prepared for some 20 minute delay somewhere for him arguing over some well i think it disrupts his concentration he ended up making a double and i we've all hit it in the trees and been able to save a par uh and well you have yeah well i yes I, as a matter of fact i have and lately i've been hitting in the trees when i hit it in the trees <laughs> i hit it in the trees lately just to try and get away from the the heat 
But, uh, yeah, we, we get in the trees. You, you focus on what you want to do. The idea of, of um, waiting on the shot, trying to get a, a – you know, the last time well, – when was it uh, – he had a ruling about uh, an OB stake. That was at the memorial. After right. he hit it out of bounds twice, and then he hit it up against the fence line, and he was trying to – the 25 minutes it took him to play that hole. Yeah, well, and he made a 10, which really made my yeah. day. If it had been a 12, I would have been happier. <laughs> so, yeah, so he's uh, continues to stir it up for all the wrong reasons. Uh, he's well back. He's uh, even par uh, right now, tied for 40th. Oh, you know, incidentally, he he's not going to live to be 140. Uh, no, no, that's a whole other issue too. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they'll get going. I, I think the uh, leaders tee off. The leaders are teeing off at 10 a.m. Pacific time, and uh, that'll be. Let's see, what are they on today? TV times. Let me look. They yeah. are on. They're going to get out early again because they're concerned about weather. They're on but. Golf Channel, and they're on CBS today. So 11 a.m., uh, CBS, uh, they'll have some pre-coverage uh, starting at 9 a.m. on Golf Channel that you can watch those events. When we come back, as we make the turn here, we will talk to Mark Keating. He is the head professional down at the OGA Golf Course down in Woodburn a two-time recipient of the uh, Oregon PGA Patriot Award and uh, does great work. Uh, one of the nicer courses in the uh, area that you can uh, go out and play relatively uh, uh, inexpensively. inexpensively. Yeah. So, uh -huh. and, and they do a great job. It's worth the drive down there. We'll talk to him. Scott Harrington coming up at 845. It's Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Tips for your game from award-winning PGA instructor Harold Lustein. It's time to Ask the Pro on Golf in the Northwest. Brought to you on the fan by Laurelhurst Market. 8.30 this morning here on Golf in the Northwest. Jason Swigart alongside Harold the Bluestein coming up following us. Sinner and Saint special edition. Ryan Buckley sitting in with uh, Will Darkins today. Then at uh, 3.30 this afternoon, a little Major League Baseball for you, Yankees and Red Sox. That's how things line up. But uh, very pleased to uh, have returning to the program now the head professional down at the OGA Golf Course in Woodburn. He's been a uh, golf pro for... Over three decades uh, with stints at the Bend Golf Club, Pumpkin Ridge, and the Reserve. Mark Keating uh, joining us now. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Doing just great. Thanks. Well, we appreciate you uh, taking some time uh, to, to hop on with us. And I know uh, uh, it's been an interesting four months uh, since we uh, all uh, started dealing with uh, life with COVID and quarantining. But uh Credit to the OGA and uh, the other uh, groups and golf courses around the state for uh, figuring out a way to keep uh, a lot of us uh, out there playing golf. How's it been going there with the OGA and, and the golf course itself down in Woodburn? How have uh, you been able to uh, keep it, maintain it, and uh, uh, keep the rounds going? Well, uh, uh, we have uh, instituted buckets full of new protocol however you know we've stayed quite busy uh when washington state was shut down and stone stone creek was shut down we were maybe too busy uh but you know luckily we got some pretty sharp people at the top that are helping us keep the, you know keep our ducks in a row so mark uh good morning uh, good morning harold yeah it's hey, good. harold yeah just real quickly uh, the, uh, the snacks in the makeup trailer are, they're stale. So <laughs> take care. All right. Thank you. Well, you are all over it and I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Mark, the reason I had, uh, wanted to have you on the show is because you are such a, a quality instructor, uh, and you've got a lot going on at, uh, at the OGA golf course. Um, are you, what are you seeing a lot of group lessons, individual lessons? How are you spending your time with people? Oh, you know, uh, the year got off to a very slow start for private instruction that has picked up. Um, but our junior league program and our ladies night, uh, are still going gangbusters. Um, so, you know, we got 48 kids showing up weekly for junior league 
And we had to split our ladies' night one session into three sessions, primarily for COVID issues, you know, to keep the group smaller. But, mm-hmm. uh, again, the, the participation's been terrific. So so when you have a group in front of you, uh, and I'm, I'm assuming, but not always, that the on, in your ladies' groups they're beginners, is that right? Oh, we get a big variety, a lot of, a lot of new players. Um, but again, you know, those that have uh, maybe taken a few decades off and are coming back, uh, you know, uh, kids get out of the house and now they got some extra time. So, you know, it's, it's a nice, nice variety of, of interest levels and experience levels. So how do you make a beginner or a new player feel comfortable out there? Is it, do you, do you, is there alcohol involved? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Uh, although we, you know, we can't regulate what they do prior to uh, the clinic. So, but you know, uh, we, we, Mike Snyder, my assistant, and I uh, take a lot of time to, you know, let the gals know, and even the kids. Hey, they're in a they're in a safe place. Nobody's going to be judging them on what's going on. Um, I like to point out uh, to them, hey, watch these people play by here. They're way too serious. Uh, that's not going to be us, you know. Uh, things like, hey, if you want to tee ball up all day on the golf course, go for it, you know, until such time that you, you know, have, have, have made those uh, discoveries. Uh, we take it real easy. Mark Keating is our guest, head PGA professional down at the OGA golf course in Woodburn. And uh, for those of us who have had the opportunity to get out and play more golf uh, for this and and are trying to take the next step in advancing our game from wherever we're starting to being more consistent to lowering your scores, what's what's been a common thread that you've seen in kind of the – uh, the bogey golfer that that's I'm trying to get from bogey golf to consist to a single handicap. Where's where's the areas where they can make the most headway uh, in focusing their time and practice efforts? Ah, great question. Uh, well, I will uh, I will plug a guy who I steal most of my stuff from, Fred Shoemaker at Extraordinary Golf, um, and in his book and in all this all of his teachings and uh, professions, uh, he alludes to the fact that all of us, all of us from time to time and some all the time have the golf ball itself as the target. And so consequently the energy of the swing and the, uh, what I call the vicious cycle, uh, begins and ends with the ball itself and, uh, the effort we make to move people forward at, at whatever level is to get their thoughts and the, the way they feel the swing more involved with a place out in front of them instead of the place on the ground. Uh, we've had Fred on the show. He's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, there's one, one paragraph in his book that is really quite good uh, that my wife reminds me of, and that is that I should never offer advice unless she asks for it. Uh, Amen. Yeah, it's highlighted in the book. I didn't highlight it. Uh, so, but I'm reminded of it every time we go out. So right. uh, we're focusing on our target. So does that involve how, how it involves a, a pre-shot routine or some sort of routine, uh, that you, or a mindset right. that you start yeah. your students at? How do you, uh, how do you, uh, initiate that, that mindset? Uh, well, you know, in, in Fred's book, it's about throwing golf clubs. When yeah. you, when you, when you throw a golf club, you must look at the target that you are uh, throwing to like basketball, baseball, you know, all the other games where you're looking at your target when you, when your body gets into motion. So we, we go from a club throw to a fake throw to talking about Duvall and Annika who in the middle of their swing, had their eyes moved toward the target, right? Mm-hmm. And the energy and the flow of events is more for that space in front of them. Um, and uh, just just recently, uh, I posted on uh, Instagram and Facebook 
where we roll uh, playground balls, basically roll them like a pitch in kickball and have them just blast away to capture that sense of, you know, freedom when, uh, when we're not just locked on the, on the dirt, you know, between your, between your shoes. Yeah, that, I watched that. Uh, I think it was on Instagram. Uh, that was a fun, fun little video you put on there. Uh, right. Yeah, it's it's great to get new players, even players like you and I have been playing a long time. There's We get too caught up in our bodies and, and trying to make perfect swings, and we forget the fact the whole object of this game is to get the ball in the hole, and the hole is not in between your feet. It's out in front of you. So, well, you know, what? 18 times a day it might, between, might be between your feet. <laughs> and I've learned out how of 100, to... <laughs> out of 106 tries, it's 18 times it's right there. But yeah. Well, and and you're not really a club thrower, uh, so we have to... <laughs> <laughs> I have thrown clubs further than, uh, than I've hit the ball. So now there's another new effort that you have out on Instagram and Facebook, and, and I, didn't, uh, I didn't warn you that I was going to bring this up, but you've got... Uh, kind of a hosel rocket tour that uh, you've been promoting. Uh, and I, I'm sure it's just to make some extra money. Uh, all of us are as golf pros. <laughs> so can you uh, tell us a little bit about that and who qualifies? Well, it's uh, the full name is the hosel rocket exit tour. Oh, I gotcha. And we are, uh, you know, we have, uh, we're pioneers basically in a new space for golf. Uh, all the baby burners are burning out and uh, falling apart. <laughs> so, are you so, looking at us? <laughs> I'm looking in a mirror, brother. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, it's a place for those who have been to the battles and uh, have carried the mental and physical scars of, of the game uh, and just really can't pull the trigger for big money. Uh <laughs> Just, you know, a place to gather and, and kibitz and, uh, yeah, play some golf. Mark Keating, our guest, uh, the head PGA pro down at the OGA uh, golf course down there in Woodburn. Uh, for uh, people that are looking to uh, take advantage of uh, some of these um, uh, learning opportunities, what's the best way to, to get a hold of you and, and learn about oh, yeah. the programs? Sure. Uh, well, you can start at the OGA golf course website. Um, you know, that'll get you contact numbers, et cetera. Yeah. To reach me, it's best through email. Um, uh, M Keating at OGA golf course.com. Uh, and Mike Snyder, uh, as well. That, that would be a good lead in. I would suggest, you know, uh, to invest in, uh, in doing, uh, couple hours of reading for about 10 or 15 bucks you know into shoemaker stuff in advance for most folks because uh when the coach and the pupil are talking the same language and there's a lot of language problems around the game mm-hmm. um that that makes the process that much quicker well mark you mentioned that you working with kids and you're working with the ladies uh and you have in the past worked with veterans can you tell us a little bit about that experience uh, with the veterans? Yes, please. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of the most satisfying stuff you'll ever do is, uh, you know, to bring these. These are primarily disabled veterans that we have worked with through the hospital in Vancouver or the rehab center in Vancouver. Uh, and uh, you've been there as much as I have. Uh, these are folks that have trouble getting out and, you know, need activity and need things to look forward to. And golly gosh, you know, when you get them on site and get a club in their hand, they just light up like yep. Christmas time uh, and so enjoyable. And, you know, they, it, for them, it's not about doing it well or just, uh, you know, exceeding or any of that stuff. It's just getting a club and, and watching some action. And that is why uh, Mark has won the OGA, uh, Oregon PGA Patriot Award, the last two years for your work. Uh, with those veterans. Mark, we can't thank you enough for taking some time for us. We hope to see you down there in uh, Woodburn sometime uh, this summer. And again, it's uh, let's give you OGAgolfcourse.com slash golf lessons. You have a link to both Mark and Mike. Thanks so much. Yeah, you bet, Jason. Have a good day.
There you go, Mark Keating, uh, and uh, he's he's one of the really good ones. He's he's worked at some of the best courses here in the area, and now the head pro down there. The OGA courts, if you haven't uh, played it before down at Woodburn, they do a great job keeping it up as well. It's well worth the drive down to Woodburn. Absolutely. It's one of the nicest uh, public golf courses we have in the area, uh, not just condition, but um, uh, just design and everything. I love that golf course. They, and they host a ton of OGA events, too. So you're uh, a lot of uh, the top amateurs uh, in the state are playing that golf course. So it'll give you all the challenge you want. Absolutely. So there you go. Thanks to him. When we come back, Scott Harrington, PGA Tour rookie, Portland native, uh, scheduled to call in. We'll find out uh, how he's been adjusting uh, to life uh, in quarantine as he is in position to make the FedEx Cup playoffs in his first season on tour a year after. After uh, finally getting his tour card, we'll check in with him as we uh, come down the stretch. Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Which new driver is best for your game? Who makes the best golf gear? Where should you take your next golf vacation? Which local course should you get to know better? This is the business of golf every week on Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. 846 here this morning. Jason Swaggart alongside Harold Bluestein wrapping things up on Golf in the Northwest uh, with a very special guest. It was uh, just about a year ago. I was chatting with him uh, there out at Pumpkin Ridge after a second-place finish at the Winco Foods Portland Open to clinch his uh, PGA Tour card. And uh, now in his rookie season, in position to make the FedEx Cup playoffs, uh, taking the week off. Very pleased to have Scott Harrington returning to the show. Scott, how are you? And more importantly, how's your family holding up through uh, all that's been going on the last four months? Oh, man. Hey, guys. Great to be on. Thanks for having me. Um, you know, we're doing, uh, we're doing okay. We're kind of just dealing with it the way, uh, the way everybody has, um, you know, yeah, it was a few months of, yeah, it was pretty, uh, uh, kind of crazy there for a few months, but then, uh, you know, we, with the tour, obviously getting back to work, um, that enabled me to kind of, you know, get back out and have some sense of normalcy a little bit, you know, I mean, obviously things were a lot different, but, um, you know, it was great. It was, and still is great to be back out playing. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm just grateful the tours done everything they have to, you know, make it safe for us to be back out there and things are going really well. So you had a, a good start to the season and then, uh, the pandemic and then the time off and, uh, you know, it's gotta be disappointing to get back out and kind of lose that momentum, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit, but I don't know. I don't, I don't really feel that way. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, the fall, I got off to a great start in the fall and um, really put myself in a nice position. I didn't have any pressure and um, after that and, um, and you know, frankly, like, yeah, I, I once the new, once 2020 hit, um, you know, I kind of hit a bit of a rut. I just wasn't, I was just kind of struggling with a number of things in my game and, and uh, yeah, I just wasn't, you know, I didn't play very well on the West coast and Florida was, you know, the Florida swing was, kind of mediocre and and frankly like when the pandemic hit you know initially we didn't like right when they canceled things like we didn't really know how serious this was going to be and mm -hmm. you know initially if you remember they only canceled they i think they canceled the first, our next three tournaments mm -hmm. and at the time i was uh i was actually thinking like okay this gives me a few weeks to you know get my stuff straightened out and i, I was kind of having some body issues too and um you know i was kind of looking forward to a little bit of time off to kind of get my body right, get my game right, get my head right and all that. And obviously, you know, it, we kind of quickly found, you know, we quickly found out that, you know, hey, this was this is a serious issue and that, you know, we're going to be out a lot longer. And, um, yeah, and then, you know, so, yeah, it was just a matter of, you know, obviously we had a lot of time. I live in Arizona, so, um, you know, our golf courses were open during the whole break. You know, I was able to kind of play and practice. and um, But, yeah, I mean, coming out of the – you know, coming back to playing um, about a month and a half ago, yeah, it was it was a slow start for me. It, frankly, it just felt like a felt like a new season. Like you know, it felt like you had like kind of an off season and come back. And for me personally, it's always taken me like I've never really been very good at the start of seasons. It takes me a few weeks to kind of get in, you know, feel good competitively and all that. But yeah, I, I would have liked to have done a little more the last month and a half. But I actually feel like I'm playing quite well now, and I'm kind of really excited for this. Uh, you know, this finishing stretch and, and then next year's, you know, the fall season starts pretty much immediately. So yeah, I'm excited. The pride of Jesuit high school in uh, Northwestern university, Scott Harrington uh, on the line with us. And so uh, 
you're set up. Looks like uh, I don't see there's any way that you're not uh, in the FedEx Cup playoffs here. The Northern Trust, there's only a couple of tournaments uh, left. So how are you uh, getting your game in shape to try and uh, have that big finish in the FedEx Cup and uh, put yourself in position for, for taking advantage of the fall schedule again? Well, I kind of, my, my results haven't really shown it, but I feel like the last few weeks um, I've 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 started to see I've started to play a lot better. Memorial, I was I was really close to to having a what I would say was a good week. Um, and you know, last week I missed the cut in Minnesota, but I it was actually probably the first week in quite a while where I actually really liked how my game was, and it was just kind of one of those deals where hey, you're not always gonna you know sometimes you'll play well when you're actually not playing that great and sometimes you'll feel like you're playing really good and just not really get the results and that's kind of how I felt the last couple of weeks so uh, but also you know I just wrapped up uh, I played five weeks in a row that's a long stretch and mm-hmm. so I'm enjoying uh you know I took this week off and um, I'm not in the PGA next week so I've got two weeks here to kind of get fresh and you know continue to build on you know how I feel like my get my game already already kind of has been and um, yeah I feel like I'm playing really well when I come back out I'll I'll come back at Wyndham and that's our last regular season event and uh, I'll play Wyndham and then the first FedEx Cup event and um, you know it looks like I'll need to play you know decent and one or both of those events to move on to the second second week but no, I expect to play well and I hope to uh, at least make it to the second FedEx Cup event and maybe make a run of the Tour Championship. Well, Scott, do you? How do you assess your game? Uh, do you look at it from a statistical standpoint, or is it basically, you know, just the feel of it? Am I? Do I feel right about certain aspects of my game? How do you? How do you look at it? Yeah, a little bit of all of that. You know, I think the 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 statistics are valuable, and they they they've gotten so they've gotten so detailed that they really do paint a pretty a pretty clear. You know, with all the strokes gain metrics and all mm-hmm. that, like they really do paint a pretty clear picture of, you know, what's been good, what's been bad and um, yeah, strengths and weaknesses. And so, yeah, I, I definitely do. uh, I definitely do look at that stuff. Um, But, you know, I also do know that, you know, occasionally it doesn't tell the whole story. And yeah, I kind of know that, you know, typically I kind of hang my hat on my ball striking ability. I've always been a really good driver of the ball, good iron player kind of putting has you know, probably that's probably what kept me off the tour for, you know, the longest time. Like, it just it was a bit of a weakness. But I feel like over the last 12, 18 months, that's my putting has kind of become a little bit of a strength, and that's shown. Kind of my stats are, you know, I'm I'm a better than average putter on the PGA Tour now, and I my length is certainly a uh, a strength. But you know, my stats would show, and I would tell you that, you know, my ball striking this year has been uh, definitely subpar to what I'm used to, and you know, and that's that's exactly what all those uh, stats will say. And so I don't really, you know, I don't really need to look at them to know what's uh, what's strong or weak. But um, you know, I I think they are valuable in kind of showing where you're at in comparison to the guys you're competing against. So I think that is good stuff to look at. So ball striking a little bit of an issue. Are you looking at videos? Are you working with an instructor? Oh yeah, yeah. We always do. So I work with uh, I've worked with Boyd Summerhays now for the last uh, probably three and a half years, three years, and um, yeah, you know, we're always it's kind of a mix. You know, there's some weeks where I feel like I need to take a lot of videos and 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 look at quite a bit of stuff, um, and then there's some weeks where I don't look at anything at all. It's just I kind of feel it out. But I'm always, you know, Boyd uh, Boyd's out at quite a few tour events, and um, you know whether he's there or not, we work. You know, he's very he's very involved in um, in everything I do, and um, yeah, I always want to keep him in the know of uh, everything that's going on with with my game. And um, yeah, so we're always you know whether things are great or uh, not so great, um, I always keep him really involved. It's important. I think that's a important thing to have. Scott Harrington, uh, our guest here as we uh, wrap things up and uh, looking forward to seeing you out there at the Wyndham in a couple of weeks. And uh, it's got to feel good knowing you're pretty secure with your card for next season so you can focus on the game. We wish you the best of luck. Thanks so much for checking in with us. And uh, uh, we'll be rooting for you out there uh, the rest of the way in the FedEx Cup playoffs. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on and enjoy the Winco event next week. It's a great event. Got nothing but great memories, and I'll be following along.
There you go, Scott Harrington, and we will be following along, too, uh, from uh, from a distance this year as uh, the Winco Foods Portland Open, where Scott finished up second last year to get his PGA Tour card. And uh, with everything that uh, he's endured uh, with him and his family, uh, so glad to see that he's in a position where he's going to stay out on that tour at least another season, and he can focus on getting his game in there and and uh, hunting down that elusive first PGA Tour win. Yeah, he sounds good. Uh, and that's why the, I asked him the questions about, you know, his coaching and things like that, whether he looks at stats like uh, Duchambeau or whether he plays by field. And, and it's good that he has a mixture of both. I think he feels like he belongs out there, which is a huge hurdle. Uh, if you're hanging around Corden Ferry for too long after a while, you think, gee, maybe I don't belong out there. But he had a good, he had a pretty good uh, tournament at Memorial, even though very difficult conditions, but he played well. Yep, and so we're looking for him. Again, uh, we'll see him back out there for the Wyndham. Next week's the PGA Championship down at PC, uh, TPC Harding Park. Also, the Winco Foods Portland Open. Again, no fans, but you can see all four rounds on Golf Channel. Jeff Sanders will join us uh, from out there next week as well. Thanks to Mark Keating and Scott Harrington uh, for joining us as well. And uh, Center and Saint is back. Buckley sitting in the chair for uh, Luke along with Will. Thanks uh, for Will uh, as producing as always, for Harold, I'm Jason. Head up straight. Uh, they are a great test of golf. Features uh, in Europe. Uh... Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.